this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. Today, it is now getting close to fall. I know, I know, it's still varying between hot and cold at night, but we are heading toward the fall time of the year, or in other parts of the world, autumn. But yeah, we really do call it fall here. And I'm just going to tell you, If you look outside and you have a box elder tree, you will see those helicopter seeds on there. And I want you to be sure of the species of the tree before we go forward. So this is specifically about the box elder. I'm not talking about the other members of the maple family in this episode, okay? But I want you to open up your big book of stuff because today, We are going to eat some part of the box elder that only comes around this year at this time. Let's get started. When we're talking about the box elder, we're talking about Acer Nagundo. We're talking about the specific tree that looks like a regular maple tree, but it's not. And you'll know because the leaves are different. You'll be able to tell. They don't have that Canadian flag look. And, you know, I'm from Michigan, so I know the Canadian flag maple leaf very, very well. I see you over there. I see you. I used to spend many of uh, my summers, I would say the majority of my summers, of my childhood in Blenheim in a small fishing village in Ontario uh, so I, I have a special love for Canada so anything maple yeah that's what's up and in actuality box elders are in that family so it's kind of a thing for me So when you see the seeds right now, you know that they look like the little spinning wheels that you normally see, the samaras. And in the springtime, you can eat those seeds from the other maple trees. Not every maple tree, but some of them. But in this time of year, you eat them from the box elder. Now, I know some people are wondering, well, if I can eat them from the box elder, can I eat them from all maples that might have them? at this time of year because there are some maple trees that do have them this time of year. I'm not going to say yes to that. I'm going to tell you to err on the side of caution because I don't want to see you sick. You know, I care about my friends and we're friends, right? And I do know that when you hear that phrase, you think the episode is over usually. But I wanted to just stress how important it was in the episode that, you know, you take enough care and that I am saying it based in care. I do this episode, I do this entire podcast from the state of hoping to serve in grace. And one of those things is that, you know, involved in that is that I try to make sure that I don't tell you something that could hurt you. So just make sure you do your plant identification properly. And remember, all things are not okay for all people. So before you just run around and make this recipe and stick things in your mouth, just take a moment and make sure that you're not actually allergic to anything. Take a friend, 
carry a buddy. You know, where's your forager friend? Try to find a forager friend. You know, in the military they have battle buddies, but I say you should have a forager friend. Or, you know, an herbalist ally that can tell you what you're getting into. So you can take these seeds and you can eat them, but depending on if they're fresh new green seeds or if they're older seeds, the taste will vary. And sometimes they turn bitter. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest with you. You can't just eat everything as long as it stays on the tree because like everything else, there is a season. Okay, somebody, you know, I can hear it. I can hear you singing it. To everything turn. I'm not going to say enough of that. So I can't get a copyright strike. Ha ha, I didn't sing the whole thing. But you you get what I'm saying. To everything, there is a season. So you want to get them now, um, especially before they start to fall. Because this way they won't be as bitter. And you can actually... What you're going to do is you're going to pick them. You're going to pick them like peas. But instead of picking them off of a vine, you're going to pick them off the tree. And you're going to peel them out. You're going to pull them out of their little seed husk, their little helicopter vehicle, so that you can gather enough. How many do you need? Well, one of the recipes I've seen, you need about two to three cups of them in order to have a good harvest. So you better get out there and get picking as soon as possible. Of course you're going to wash your seeds. And I know that you're probably going to say, well, why am I washing them? They're fresh from the tree. Okay, well, here's the thing. Did you know that bugs and other things also excrete substances as well? That you may have gotten on your hands? Not just birds, but you may have gotten them on your hands while you were shelling the seed and handling the seed? So, yes, you want to rinse the seeds off a little bit because you want them to be clean. There's a host of innumerable pathogens that are in this world out there that don't necessarily like the human anatomy. So if you don't have to give them a free pass to the amusement park that is the human body and digestive system and later the bloodstream, my recommendation is to always use as much cleanliness as possible, especially when using food. So here comes the real question. How are you going to eat them? How do you want to eat them is the real question. Because you can just eat them as if you would eat any other seed. Instead of a sunflower, you're eating a box elder seed. I mean, it's just different. You can just eat them and pop them in your mouth freshly, or you can do some other things to them. Now, one of the things I always tell people when they are using seeds and they want them to last a little longer, toast them. Just a light toasting. I didn't say fry. I said toast. Toasting them is something that will also help bring out a flavor. And usually with seeds, it may bring a little nuttiness to it. But toasting the seeds is actually good for you as far as enhancing the flavor of most uh, seeds, in my opinion, in my opinion. Another thing you can do is add them to your salads. You can 
put them in your granola mix. You can serve them with raisins and pumpkin seeds. There's all manner of way that you can actually eat these. I did see a recipe. Uh, let me find the reference by Megan uh, McCarthy McFall. And she talks about box elder too. She actually does a whole column about it. She did a whole story in Northern Woodlands. So I'm going to reference her because I always try to cite my sources. And I had never heard of this. I've only seen it in her column where she cites someone saying that they make patties out of them. They make edible patties. So basically you're mashing up the seeds into a pulp and you're frying them and serving possibly with maple syrup, which is kind of ironic because basically they're kissing cousins or culinary cousins. Get it? They're both in the maple family. Get it? Culinary because it's food and cousins and the alliteration of the ka sound and, and, and it's okay. I thought it was cool. See, there's another ka sound. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. But yeah, definitely. I, I want to give a shout out to her because I thought that was really interesting and I, I try to find cool things. But something else I'd recommend with this is I would probably toast them and add them to my rice with uh, either some sultanas or some figs and make that uh, meal with a little bit of toasted millet to give myself a variety for a dinner. And you know how much I love variety. Lastly, something else you can definitely do is to dehydrate them. And when you dehydrate them, that way they will last and you can put them on your spice rack. Something to add a little bit of fall, which I know it's not fall yet, but it's getting there. But you can add to your kitchen, your culinary stash of foraged foods. And this is one of those times, again, make sure it's the right tree because we don't just pick up anything. But once you've identified it and you know it's safe, why not taste the world around you? There is life beyond the seasoning aisle in your local big box or small box grocery store. There are flavors you've never dreamed of that our ancestors and other people's ancestors have enjoyed for a long, long time. And there's no reason you can't enjoy them too, or at least try them. Maybe you won't like it. I don't know, but you won't know till you try. And this is just one more way to kind of broaden your taste buds. Another thing I wanted to get into as a small aside is that it's very important when you're out there foraging to know what you're looking at as far as what the plant is. But I don't want you to get hung up on only trusting one source because over time, information has changed. Things that were once thought to be poisonous are no longer poisonous. Things that were eaten as a matter of course are no longer deemed to be safe to be eaten in regular quantities. As we grow and as humanity keeps records, information changes. So try to keep abreast of the new developments as well as 
finding out the old knowledge and checking with people who actually work with the plants to know what is true. Recently, I saw a, a real dust up on social media on that app that the children like and the people who like to be around the young people like. It's um, TikTok. I have nothing against TikTok, but it is not really a scholarly source. Well, someone made a mistake of uh, cautioning someone against a certain plant. And the person responded, you know, let them know, well, this is a different variety. It's the American version, so it is edible. And it could have just stopped there. Um, Everybody was cooled down. Tempers began to flare, though, from the audience. And the person who did correctly identify the plant and let the other person know that it actually was safe um, actually incited I have no other way to say it. They incited uh, the specter of of an ism against the person who made the mistake. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Always try to live in your higher self. And if you can't live in your higher self, at least put your foot on the ladder and try to, to not necessarily step on the slide and slide down into negativity. And I'm not attacking either person in this. Not at all. But... I would hope that my my listeners are more gentle and more kind and compassionate than to to try to destroy another person uh, based on a moment of error. I said what I said. Um, and that's probably the most assertiveness you'll get from me on this podcast, but I said what I said. So if that person does listen to this, uh, any of those people, um, Kindness and gentleness and understanding would have been a lot easier than to incite something that wasn't necessary. The world is already already a hard place. We don't need to make it harder with hard words. But that's just an aside. And share stories from my personal life in this podcast and I had my own moment of misidentification of an herb I was all kinds of up in arms over mistletoe, American mistletoe which is not the same as European mistletoe and I heard someone was ingesting it and I went completely I want to say inappropriately aggressive in my warnings about not eating it, not ingesting it. And I was young and I was just learning. And the person was very patient. They, of course, chided me. They embarrassed me a little bit, which was fine. We were in a small room. They embarrassed me a little bit. But the embarrassment was deserved because, again, I was flying off the handle and didn't know any better. But they didn't keep going. What they did was they educated me about the mistletoe and then they said okay everybody you know this was just you know one of those things it's a mistake anybody can make you know so the embarrassment wasn't coming from them it was from myself because I had proceeded forward without asking and just telling and remember at all times I am not a certified herbalist nor am I a certified naturopath I am not a doctor of allopathic medicine it is very important I let you know this 
in every episode where we talk about plants because I don't want anyone to think I'm something that I'm not. But again, it was a teachable moment as they use the word now, the words and phrases now. And at the end, everybody was was okay. Everybody was happy. We laughed. I was embarrassed. My my cheeks were burning. But if within a 15-minute period, it was fine. It was said. It was done. Nobody carried it over for days or weeks or anything like that. And I learned a lot. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Don't run around eating American mistletoe unless you know what you're doing. The person who was teaching me is a certified herbalist, is an actual um, person holding a degree in agriculture and botany. So yeah, they can say what they're going to say and they can do what they're going to do because they actually run an apothecary. So it's okay for them. For me, I'm not going to tell anyone to eat something I'm not sure of because American mistletoe does have a level of toxicity. So you leave that plant to the professionals. As many things, you know, leave things to the professionals if there's even the slightest bit of toxicity involved. All right, that's enough of that. I just wanted to share that with you because I'm not infallible. I have made mistakes and I'm sure I will make many more. But one thing I'm not, I'm not arrogant and I'm not beyond being taught. And I never want to paint someone as having negative or wicked intentions when they don't. We don't know what we don't know. So in your day, I hope that you will exercise kindness and compassion. And that's all we have for today. I hope that this episode will serve you. I hope that you will find some value in what we've discussed here. I hope that you will have a chance to experiment with something new and it will motivate you to go outside and at least get some fresh air and share something with the birds because you're kind of like messing with their food supply a little bit there, you know? So, you know, keep that in mind. Don't take more than you need. Don't just, you know, try to decimate a tree. Remember, never take more than 25% of what you see because You're doing it because you want to supplement your diet, but for the others of the creator's creatures, they're doing it because it is their diet when they're eating it. And we want to be mindful of that and be good stewards. And I'd like to think my friends are good stewards. And we're friends, right? I hope in a perfect world, which doesn't exist, but maybe a more perfect world, a more grace-filled world, a more light-filled world, a more love-filled world, that the people that I mentioned in this uh, story earlier today will find their ways to each other and one day be able to meet in the middle and the people who got involved can find that part of themselves that is middling and not either extreme of, for you know, persecutor or persecuted I have faith that that will happen I have faith in them I have faith in you I have faith in this world and I have faith in the plan of the creators whether you believe it or not whether you believe in that creator or creators or not 
that this world has room for everyone to be forgiven and for everyone to hold space for other people. Until next time, take care of yourself and go out there and munch those seeds. I'll see you again here on my Magical Cottagecore Life.